From 23DB Production Studios in the Garden State, New Jersey, this is the Art of Music Tech with your hosts, Fela and Dennis. Let's go, let's go, let's go, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Music Tech. I'm Fela. Here's my partner, Dennis. Hi, everybody. All right. So today's show, we're talking about live basic tools to have, um, how to deal with you know, bad sound in small clubs. We've all dealt with that in the live world and, um, and investing in yourself and in the equipment and where to find this said equipment. So, yeah, let's get right into it with the live sound basics. Um, me and you have uh, a lot of experience in live sound. In New York. Oh, yes. All over New York City, Brooklyn, Queens, I guess all the boroughs. Uh, (laughs) A lot of small clubs, medium-sized clubs, and big clubs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, the thing you, you really have to be consistent at, well, that helps you become consistent is uh having your own gear (laughs) uh and specifically for me it was having my own microphones um at all of my gigs it it was the first thing to really clear up my mixes and really set me apart i felt in in these clubs because i mean if everybody's using the same setup it house gear yeah the house gear okay so let's get into it with house gear was the house gear in the uh, a small new york club <laughs> like pg series sure mics and mics. Stuff. yeah you see some <laughs> super cheap stuff out there um yeah cheapest microphones on the market right yeah, yeah pgs yeah pg 48 yeah not even a 58 in, in some of these clubs um yeah and 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 you quickly hear what's going on <laughs> when you hear somebody that's just using the the house gear um it, it's usually a, a it, it a never nightmare. helps gating or compressing or eqing it either right yeah it's it sounds dirt. bad yeah yeah just just dirt you're getting distortion and you know if, if it's bad mics you know it's gonna be uh you know even the, the cables are gonna be even worse so you know and then it's it's usually power problems in in these in clubs the city, in the city period <laughs> yeah it, it it can be um a mess to get through um and that's why investing in yourself it just sh- saves you time and and effort when you know okay i know these mics work and i know these key channels you know i may even want to bring my own cables for uh you know vocal channel or you know a kick and you channel. make it a, a habit a good habit oh yeah yeah, I definitely don't get to travel light. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you bring your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. When I even when I, I go out with Christian, I I at least have um, my own mics for the whole stage, and um, yeah, it's just what you have to do, you know, to to sound consistent every night and to not be pulling out your hair by the end of of the day. Um, <laughs> so yeah. The um the basic tools though we'll get into that. Um, I, well, you got better mics, right? So you you already sound different from everybody. Oh yeah. Who's mixing in that particular club or room? Oh yeah, and uh the the other big thing about 
the the bad mics um is that when you're recording your set like i like to do um even through like a two-track recorder you can hear the di- you can really hear the differences in in the recordings that's where i was like oh wow i really have to step my game up and really invest in this because this doesn't even sound right (laughs) so that Mm -hmm. so that that was uh an eye-opener um I definitely like I said probably in the previous um podcast I I got an uh, zoom h4 like six seven years ago and that really was a um a turning point in my career of like okay I want to go to the next level and my mixes don't sound next level. What what do I need to do? I'm I'm hearing the recordings and I'm not happy. And then at the same time, thank goodness I was working at Claire. So I had access. I, I started having access to every microphone on the planet. So um I would test out what microphones I liked from the from what brand gig. What I mean, and they had every all the brands, um the Sunheiser stuff, Shores. Um, all the high end stuff. Neumann, yeah, right? had some Neumann overheads. Yeah, yeah, pencil condens- condensers and stuff. So, um, well, the, you hear right away. Oh my God! Yeah, when you put Neumann condenser, oh my a pencil goodness. condenser. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I could hear my kit. You know, I, I, you know, got better kick mics and stuff, and it was okay. Like, oh. And you mix five years ago. You would mix on analog Soundcraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, couple yeah. channels never. They never worked. They never got fixed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been five years and nobody (laughs) fixed it. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, something like, you know, a a Zoom H4, it just gives you a sense of what you're doing um, with your mixes. Um, And And those are good for for field recordings, for film recordings. So they... It's a universal tool. Exactly. We've used it on, on video stuff we've done, which we, yeah, we do you, a lot of video stuff for. If you got to pack everything in a backpack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. Exactly. With your headphones, the laptop, you know, all the things, you, you know, that you, you need out there on the road. But, yeah, I mean, something like that, a Zoom is retailing at like a 159 right now. What is uh, the four channel? Yeah, that's the four channel, but that's like from 2015. They now have a pro, a Zoom H4 Pro version that's going for 200 as well. I'm sure that probably that has better converters and stuff. So. You record to SD card. Yep, still SD for card. For analog, but it still yep. gives you an option of two of, microphones, right? Yeah, yeah. The stereo recording. Exactly. So you get six channels. Uh no well, no just the two on the two XLRs on the bottom okay and, and then, then the the microphone okay. they have that uh Four. X yeah 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 um pattern microphone as well so yeah you know got some options here what's going on in the house and what's coming out of your board um and then comparable there's also a Tascam DR40 they're about 180 bucks um you know just something to look into and and that's and that's brand new retail you may even be able to find this kind of stuff on the craigslist the ebays and facebook marketplaces if you're in new york uh, use craigslist yes yes use craigslist (laughs) any major city because people are moving in and out and they need money immediately and audio equipment seems to be the first thing on the list (laughs) when you need to make a quick exit uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we got 
that five hundred dollar travel case for a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. On Craigslist. Yeah. Waterproof. Yeah. Military grade. Shockproof. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go. <laughs> definitely. So buying used is is definitely always an option. Um, yeah, and and also. Um, you know, when you're up and coming and doing the smaller gigs and even the bigger gigs, you, you always need gloves. And uh, I want to actually bring a, a give give a shout out to uh, to uh, Roadie Free Radio podcast. Our friend Larry Milburn. Um, He's up to ninety episodes. Yeah, yeah. We actually he even interviewed me for one of his podcasts, so uh, you can check that out on on his show um and, and download him as well um great stories with just giants in the audio game and uh learn how they got where they were at and where they're at now from nothing to something is is very inspirational and they also are touting uh giggear.com uh if you go through uh use the the promo code roadie you'll get a 15 percent off uh Gig Gear sells fantastic gig gloves. Uh, they even have a set of thermo uh, gig gloves. You know, now you, your hands can be warm while you're doing that load out and load in. Uh, if you're in these colder climates like we are in New York, uh, when you have to do a load out at 11, you know, to 11, 12 a.m. and it's 20 degrees, you, yeah. you really appreciate thermo. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need war gloves Gig first gloves. of all yes yes exactly because your hands are just ice cold you can barely uh handle things it's yeah so shout out to them and, and check out their gig gloves they're fantastic and, and yeah we're using them so yeah um what else do, would you like to add uh yeah we were talking about uh my collection our friend jason grimberg yeah yeah Front yeah. of house for uh, Hot Tuna, Tangiers, works at Boulevard Pro, which is a small, well, actually, small, actually medium to large <laughs> sound company based out of uh, New Jersey. Um, New Jersey. And he lives to in them. Jersey, too, actually. Yeah. And his mic collection is pretty slamming. Yeah. And he takes it to, to any gig. He got Telefunk and Lewitt. He got ribbon mics bunch of great stuff and he would bring those mics to every single gig yeah you would always see him i mean i would i would i see him on every gig with telefunken mics and we've done a few gigs together actually when we yeah. worked at the iridium yeah iridium jazz club exactly yeah Sounds and the reason why because he would record hot tuna live just a duo right yeah Yep. But what he does, he would record, he would mix and master and put them on iTunes, right? Yep. iTunes store. Yep. And you can buy the, the live mixes um, from all of their live shows. And he so. gets a percentage. Yeah. Yeah. I he mean, gets a paycheck every year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's um, it's something to have in your back pocket. You so know, the that. purpose <laughs> of the whole idea concept of us having a great mics is not just to look at them <laughs> yeah. and show off and and just for live sound but i mean you know t 
to fit it to tape as well. I mean, the better and they're, yeah, they're, the they're signal good. flow is and, and your mic. In every situation. Um, you have a whole nother way of getting an income besides just being there that night. But to, you know, get some residuals afterwards is, you know, is, is and a great invest, thing. Invest yeah. in order to make money. Yeah. Yeah. But to get to that, you yeah, you got to have <laughs> the equipment that could actually pay for you to, you know, be able to charge that kind of. To offer you know, a decent quality. Yeah, exactly. Or the tools that, you know, most of the New York clubs switch to digital so you can record and mix live and i mean you yeah you yeah usb do. out of like x32 and m32 like the small format is pretty easy to or if you want to go heavier but heavier i mean we used to record with like avid boards yeah. right yeah yeah we well, would do uh firewire <laughs> back in the day yeah i like avb with Cat Five, yeah, yeah, the Cat Five was super easy. Super easy, and it would just show up in Logic, and then you go twenty four ninety six, and no problem. Yeah, and that's that's great. The Avid, I mean, all the major high end consoles for live sound, they offer recording option, right, through Maddie or Cat Five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if pretty much every every console has that option. Yeah. And Digico runs twenty four ninety six. That's just uh, by default. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their yeah their game is yeah they're just next level. Yeah. yeah. From all the consumer and prosumer prosumer market. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've used Digico quite a few times with recordings. Yeah, they sound great. No complaints. Um, Avid sounded great. SSL have, but I didn't really see a lot of SSL live console in US. I think it's mostly even Coachella has like Avid S six, the latest one. Mm, yeah, but with that, <laughs> they actually had AVB issue with S six with Radiohead. Uh, so uh, yes, <laughs> that you know everybody remembers that. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Well, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I, I think mean, I did see one. Yeah, I saw one in South Africa in September. And like the main room, we did the, the uh, Johannesburg Jazz Fest. I, I mixed with Christian. And um, not in my room. I think I had a, I had a Soundcraft digital board in my, my room. But in like the biggest main room, it was an SSL. But I, I think that was the only time I saw it. I mean, I don't, you know, out on the road. But SSL entered live. They. Oh, it sounded great then. Yeah, they <laughs> they sound great. And I know for sure they were with Noel Gallagher. Yeah, that, yeah. That guitarist from Oasis. Guitarist and, and a singer and a frontman. But anyway, so our friend is making money on just putting live recordings on itunes mm -hmm. yeah that i mean one of the options or many options that you can just yeah they could help the artists make more money and you make more money um you know it's just something to put out there for even the artists to know that you can do exactly it, it gives all, you more value that. 
you know, to your clients. Don't so, wait until they ask you. Yeah, exactly. Or just present. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, again, social media, that's how other people know about your work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, utilize it. Send them an email. Yeah, And exactly. show them recording. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if they don't like it, that's fine. You exactly. find, But you'll always find an, an artist that's interested in but just sometimes getting a great recording of themselves, <laughs> doing, especially during a live show. Even with our business, we have something for a year. And then we get an email. Can you guys do that? And we have that sample. Yeah, it shows that we're already doing it. It's not we got to get ready for it. And the quality mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So we always shoot for a quality product regardless. Uh, I guess with us, we didn't really. Well, we started with indie bands in New York. Yeah. Uh, with yeah, mm -hmm. multi-track recording right off of analog boards, you know, just going down. We had out. gear, but we didn't, we didn't have as much as we do now. Yeah. Which is fine, too. You yeah. start where you're at again. We're coming <laughs> back to you start where you're at. But, yeah. Exactly. A young 23DB, of course, we, you know, we couldn't afford, you know, the, the, the Lewitt large, you know, large condensers and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, we built it up and that's what you, you know, you hope to do with any business you know reinvest yeah back in in more better gear and but having a decent gear well, well professional rather yeah gear gives you uh ability i mean you can charge more offer great service but offer great quality too yeah so if you're a student of course, you probably don't have a budget for a $15,000 setup yet. Yeah. But you got $150 on Zoom Recorder. Exactly. And uh, you can get a product out there. You start where you're at. That's the whole the whole deal. <laughs> it's, uh, you got that 58 RPG series. I mean, you tweak it with the best... Uh, Gain, you know signal you can and you go from there and, and you know as you get you make money off of that you reinvest it build it up that's that's the name of the game you learn yeah and you learn around along the way on the you know you on make the it work equipment yeah making it work <laughs> regardless exactly exactly and i mean technology is getting cheaper and cheaper Thank goodness every day and, and people are reselling stuff and, and, and better. Yeah, and better. So it's really up to you where you <laughs> Yeah, it's good to at some point it's good to, you know, to upgrade to a better gear at some point. With I mean with I'm talking about technology. If you're you know, if you own a piece of gear for 10 years I mean it's great if it's a vintage compressor or preamp or a microphone oh yeah that has yeah. value <laughs> but if it's a audio interface or some sort of controller not even controller is more like uh, I think I'm talking about converters yeah. stuff like that digital to analog converters I think even with live consoles 
They they just sound better now. Yeah. Yeah. What was the first digital console? Yamaha. Uh yeah the the PM5D was like the the standard in standard it first like in large format that people trusted. Um, yeah, yeah they 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 were the jam for for a while and until people started really coming after them between Avid and the Digicos and you know SSL now it's yeah. But then also pre-sonos and. Behringer found their own market. Yeah, yeah, for churches, small clubs. I mean, I do. I use those products all the time. You know, with with local gigs. So interesting. Yeah, digital changed a lot, but uh, as far as a signal flow, understanding of a signal flow in life sound, I think. Yeah, yeah. What what I'm glad that they did is they made recording multi-track recording standard, like the PM5D. You couldn't that you couldn't. Well, you can record, but you needed to have the recording card that was like eight channels each. It you know it, yeah, it was you a buy, little you difficult. You buy a card yeah, and then you was, buy. I think you buy a software for that card. Yeah, it, it was kind of a headache. Um, but now it's just built in. You just have a USB or a MADI or AVB, and you're off and running. It, yeah, it's so not many a big options. Deal. Yeah, yeah. They, they. I, I love that. They. That's a standard option for everything that wasn't there in the beginning. So. And basics of signal flow. Back in the day, you had to patch in a few compressors, EQ, not EQs, com uh, compressors, reverbs, gates, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, even EQ, analog EQ on like uh, a stereo, like bus. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Your main yeah. out, right? I, I came in, I, I started in like 2002. So I was like right on the cusp of them going into digital. So I, you know, I I definitely got my time in on <laughs> the analog world, so um, which was cool, you know. But but it was a lot of things to think about. If that cable, that that patch cable worked, it <laughs> it's noisy. <laughs> yeah, it's noisy. You got to switch that um, out. Oh, the the show already started. You just got to leave. You know, it. Yeah. So you got to bypass. It's, it's, you know. When in digital, you just yeah, it's just there. Press a and button, then, <laughs> and you got yeah. a compressor, and then. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that, but my thing is the understanding of uh, basics. How do you patch in compressor in analog? Yeah, I think it's valuable too. Oh yeah, yeah, just literally, yeah, just boom, yeah, physically getting in there and patching through the doghouse, you know. Was... But that's recording studios, mastering studios. I mean, they still patch <laughs> yeah. analog gear. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. you never, you never know. Our friend Jack Galindo, she, she's a great mastering engineer, but she started as a recording engineer, right? She had to do, uh, yeah, different, different know gigs. The knows the, she knows the basics. Yeah. So yeah, it never hurts to know more. Yeah. So I guess about your yeah today craft. was. Is more of an all-day tip of the day. We just get, <laughs> you know, talking about tools and, you know, why you need to, you know, invest in certain things um, as as you can. 
Uh, again, just start where you're at. Um, you know, get start recording, start start, you know, listening to your mixes to get better. That we're really gonna push that through every episode is, you know, as as engineers. You just wanna get better every time you get behind that board. The twenty three DB career tip of the day, next on the Art of Music Tech Podcast. Career tip of the day. Invest in yourself, record, and prove to your clients that you're worth it. <laughs> and utilizing these tips can only lead to more money. All right, and that concludes this episode of the Art of Music Tech podcast. Thank you and see you around. Thank you. Like, share, follow, and comment and let us know what you think. And have a good day. Let's go. For more information of booking 23DB Productions, visit their website at 23dbproductions.com. Like and follow 23DB Productions at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for the latest work.